we'll both record the intro. Same exact clip. All right, Carly and I are going to have a battle Fuck as yeah. to who has the better intro, who comes in hotter. Yeah, shit. We know who comes in physically hotter. Carly. Well, <laughs> but we don't know who comes in hotter on the podcast. So we'll do this. I'll do my spiel. You'll do your spiel. And then we'll let the people vote. And the next episode, we'll say that I won. You go first. Regardless of who won. <laughs> you go first. Give me my moment. Sorry. What's going on, guys? This is the American Allegiance podcast. We are coming back with the Q&AA. This is the first time we're ever doing this, which is a Q&A. But we put a little fire on it because it's Q and American Allegiance. And we got your tag team partner here of American Allegiance to answer your questions. I'm your host, Nick Welsh. I'm joined by my co-host here, Carly Dory. What the fuck is up? That was so good. Shit. What the fuck's up, guys? We're here with another episode of the American Allegiance fucking podcast. Except only today, we're doing things a little bit differently because we got to keep it spicy. We're doing a Q with motherfucking AA. Q&AA, pun fucking intended. Fuck. <laughs> I don't think you said fuck enough. That was fire, though. A lot of fucks right? in there. A lot of fucks. Let's go fuck. All right. <laughs> we'll be back. See ya. Yeah, 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 bitch, I'm in my bag, yeah, yeah, bag, yeah, bag, bitch, I just made a bag, yeah, bag, yeah, bag, bitch, I just made a bag, yeah, bag, yeah, bag, yeah, bag of beef, bag, yeah, nigga, I got a real, real addition for this cash, yeah, nigga, I got a real ambition for this cash, yeah, 13 years old with a shoebox stash, yeah, I'm always up to something, never sitting on my ass. So, question number one. How do you balance work, goals, and your relationship all while having a social life? How do you do it, Nick Welsh? <laughs> How do you do all of those things? Big guy. Well, you don't. <laughs> okay? Like, you, you have to understand that there's no balance when it comes to that. Like, you go all in on what's really important to you, and you don't give any type of energy or attention toward any other thing. So I don't really have a social life. Like we don't really have a social life with other couples or other people. And you have to understand that if you really want to be successful in what you're doing, if you really want to be successful with your goals and in your relationship, and you want to be able to give a hundred percent effort toward those things you're going to have to sacrifice a social life like you can't be going out every friday and saturday night drinking brews with the boys you can't be hanging out after work with all your boys you can't you you just can't like it doesn't work like that you got to pick and choose because what you guys need to understand is you think it's just two hours it's not going to make that much of a difference but that's an environment that's very toxic to what is actually important to you. So in that two-hour time span, you are putting yourself in a situation where you're talking about things that could potentially bleed over to your relationship or they could bleed over to your business and your goals. And when you do that very often, it becomes a habit just like anything else that starts to be more part of your life. So you start giving more time and effort to those things. And naturally, it's going to take away from the time that you're giving toward your relationship and your goals. And you've said this before. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Completely agree. So when we talk about balance, you know, there, it's it's not a 50-50 balance. It's not like it's this teeter-totter type situation where you've got a perfect social life on one side and a perfect relationship and goals and ambitions on one side. Um, I look at my life very one-sided and I'm very committed to four different things in my life. Like I've said before, you know, I pay, I put a lot of time and a lot of effort into my business, into my relationship. And really the things that are just really important to me and everything else gets pushed to the wayside. And I'm very introverted when it comes to giving time to social hour to just, you know, bullshit with my friends. Because constantly when I'm in that environment, I'm thinking about what could I rather be doing? I'm thinking about this is taking away from time that I could be doing a podcast, time that I could be investing in the business, time that I could be working out, um, time that I could be spending with you. Uh, just those are the things that are really important to me, you know, my relationship, my fitness, my business, and my family. And when I say my family, I mean like the closest people to me, my team. Mm-hmm. Um, that Those are the things that I give all my time to. And everybody else and everything else does not get my time. Like I'm not saying that I, I don't ever do anything fun. You know, we do, we do do fun things and we set aside, you know, one day a week or you know, one vacation every couple of months where we do do fun things. But Mm -hmm. um, when when we talk about like having a social life and actively hanging out with your coworkers or your friends and constantly going out, that's not, that's not something that I partake in. That's not something that you partake in anymore either. Yeah. Anymore. Anymore was the key, the key word right in there. Same. And I, I used to be like that too. I think I've just been removed from it for a little longer than you have. So that's just, I feel like it's been my life for a while now. And after you do that for so long, people understand and people stop asking you to go to things and people stop, you know, and, but they just get the hint and it's nothing against them. It's just like, that's your lifestyle. And this is my lifestyle. That's what works for you. This is what works for me. And you have to understand that. And you have to just become comfortable with saying no to a lot of these things if you're really serious about being successful because a lot of people say they want to be successful and they say they want to do what it takes to build a business or make a lot of money or have a really good relationship but then you're living this same life that you always have you always have lived and you're not making the changes that are necessary to do those things so the changes that you need to make to be successful in those areas is you need to cut that off So going off of that, that's a huge change that I made with my life that I wasn't really comfortable with in the beginning. I'm a very bubbly, like very outgoing person, I'd say. And I like to make friends everywhere I go. Even in the gym, I'm like, you know, I'm just excited to see people. I'm excited to make a conversation with someone, you know, I'm excited to network. But over the past, I would say year and a half, probably about a year now, because we've been together for nine months. So it's been about a year. I've I've been really cautious about the people that I've been giving my energy to. And there's there has been a lot of people that I've realized that were in my life that didn't have any place in my life. They didn't give me any drive. They didn't give me any um, ambition. They didn't serve my purpose. And I just wanna touch on, you have to be really, really careful with who you let in your inner circle and who you're telling your problems to and who you're giving your time to. Because like Nick said, that's all chipping away at your character, the things that 
need work, the thing like the areas in your life, like your business, your job, your family, your relationships, the things that your hobbies, like those are all going to um really, really need your attention if you want them to thrive. And if you're surrounding yourself with people that don't understand it, don't value your drive, don't value your purpose, don't value your long-term goals, not just short-term, but your long-term because that that's a, that's a huge red flag. And I found a lot of people in my life just very discreetly, you know, didn't reach out for my birthday, didn't like that picture. And not that that really matters, but you you know, you just pick up on those little cues and you're like, hmm, like it just gives you something to think about. So if you guys have any people in your life that you feel don't really don't really um give you anything positive. They don't make you better. Yeah. It's like you got to be really careful because those are the people that are behind the scenes like you don't even know it but they're draining energy from you because you're thinking about them you're thinking about if they're thinking about you and you really gotta change that mindset it it, at the end of the day people are always watching no matter if they like your shit if they don't people are always watching and guess what they're always talking they're always have something to say no matter what you do whether you do something great or whether you really fuck up everybody's always gonna have something to say so that's my little take on it. I've been really, really, really cautious about who is in my life. And going off of what Nick said, it's, it comes at a cost, like kicking people out of your life. Like, I'm not saying like, yo, you're gone. Like, I'm just saying like pulling back, not texting them first. How about that? Start there. See if they reach out to you first and you'll see, you'll make so much time in your life for the things that you want to do when you stop worrying about other people. So I stopped worrying and my circle is really, really small right now. And, you know, I'm kind of new here and I keep saying I'm new, but I still feel like I'm really new to Virginia Beach because it hasn't been that long. You know, yeah, I'm a resident here now, but I've only been here for about two years now. That's really not enough time to build a core friend group. I think I've gotten one core good friend since I've been here. Stephanie, shout out to you, girl. Like you and I, and, and, and here's a perfect example. Stephanie and I are very similar. She's got great drive. She's into the same things. She texts me about my prep. I text her about her prep. We empower each other. You build each other up. Yeah. And it's it's like, that's the type of relationship. I will text her first. I Mm -hmm. will make sure that I will keep pouring oil into that relationship and making sure that I'm not oiling the wrong things and pouring my oil into the wrong places. So You recognize that she makes you a better person. Yes. And it's a two-way relationship. It's not a one-way relationship. And I'll say, like, you know, I've been here for a long time, but my best relationships are not here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. The best relationships that I have, I would say most of them are guys that I have met either outside of Virginia or I met in Virginia and don't live here anymore, but we still maintain great relationships. Which is a beautiful thing because then you have so much time to get your shit done because you're not worried about having to hang out with people because yeah. they're not here. <laughs> well, because we're actually out doing shit. Is right. why, like, yeah. That's what it comes down to. Like, I don't hang out with people that are not – like driven, always looking for ways to be successful or make money or become better, those types of things. Like yeah. those are my types of people. Contribute to the world. But when good. we come together, it's it's like we haven't missed a beat. You know, we still have mm-hmm. the same foundation. We still have the same friend. We, I, I don't talk to some of these guys for a week sometimes. You know, like I don't talk to Frat every day, but Frat's one of my best friends. And I know can, that he yeah. is out there – constantly grinding and just like I am so that when we come together, 
and we do have a conversation, it's so much more impactful because we have we actually have substance yeah. to talk about and not just small talk bullshit like hey let's quit some beer which is exactly what you're doing if you're going out every weekend and you're hanging out with your boys because how much did you really accomplish in the span of the time that you last hung out with them and had a beer to the following week what are you talking about you're talking about work stuff you're talking about drama you're talking about did you hear who's dating this person who's dating all this negative shit that literally has no bearing on your life or your future and every minute that I spent in an environment like that, I always thought about what I could rather be doing. And when that was the case for me, when I realized that, I was like, why am I putting myself in these types of situations? It was. It got to the point where I was sitting at a bar and I was actually embarrassed that if somebody, if, if one of my real friends had walked in, I would have been embarrassed that I was sitting at that table with those people drinking a beer while one of my real friends, like my real people that I keep close to me are actually out doing shit. And that's the perception that they have of me. If, if, if I was sitting like that would have ruined your character, it would have ruined your image and, and people to don't, that person for right. sure. And people don't think about like every time you do that or every time you get plaster drunk or like every little stupid decision that you make on a weekend, that's your reputation. Like that is how people perceive you. And just like you said, people are always watching just because people don't say something about it. People know what's going on. People are always aware of your lifestyle and what you're doing. And you have a reputation attached to that. Going off of that, uh, people are always watching. And what did I just talk to you about the other day in the car? I said, there's a, I was walking out of the gym and I said to Nick, I said, you know, what's really interesting to me. He said, what's up? I said, people that go to the gym or start going to the gym, excuse me, and consistently keep coming back and coming back and coming back. I notice those people. So there's this one girl that goes to my gym and she started going about a month, a month and a half ago, two months, but we somehow go always go at the same time. Never spoken to her in my life. Like I always just, I'm I'm on the stairs, you know, every day and I see this girl working out. And I just get so excited for her because I can't wait to see the progress she makes. But I also am nervous because I'm like, I hope she stays consistent. I hope she keeps coming. But that's just a little side side note. Like people are always watching and you might not even know their name. That girl does not know me, but I'm watching her. So you just got to be really, really careful with that. And you have to know that you're not insignificant. People are watching and you have to be really careful with where you put your energy that's a perfect example because I, I think about the guys in the gym and like we all know who the hard workers are in the gym. Like you recognize the people that when they're in the gym, they're working, you know, they're sweating, they're not on their phones, they're busting their ass and they look good. And then you see the people that are in the gym every single day and you've probably seen them for the last six months and they look the same. Mm-hmm. They literally have not made any progress. And what are they most of the time doing? They're standing in a gr- with a group of people yep. either talking uh, doing a phone. set every three or four minutes. They come in here, they maybe do a couple exercises and then they're sitting in the sauna for 15 minutes and then they leave. I can think of just three faces off the top of my head that go to the gym and literally I have seen no progress from these people. I don't talk to them, yeah. but I just notice because I'm aware of my surroundings, people that literally go to the gym and don't, they don't make any progress. They don't do anything where they're just at the gym. So, you know, whether you believe it or not, you're paying attention to other people. Other people are paying attention to you and you have a certain 
type of energy that you bring everywhere you go and every decision that you make. So just be aware of that. And, you know, if it's not serving you, remove it. But guys, we're doing a new format on this show and it's basically called Q&AA, which it's a couple questions that either we got since we did the last episode or questions that we generated based on conversations or situations that have happened in our life that we feel if we answer, you know, it might be beneficial for you guys too. So Q&AA, baby. Q&A-A. little pun there for you. Q- well, is that a pun? I don't know. Pun? Well, it was intended. Q&A. Q&AA. So we kind of just rolled into that first one, but uh, let's do the second one. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Well, what, what else you got? What's up, brother? Okay, here we go. I hey. got it. I'm trying to act like, uh, what's that guy's name, the Andy? DJ? DJ. Oh, you got three good ones for me? What's going on, brother? I got three good ones for you. Here we go. All right. (laughs) All right. How do you remain confident in your decisions when your environment or your friends keep trying to persuade you to do things differently? Great question. This is a good question. And I think this this question more pertains to you, but I'm going to give my take on it. Um, how do I remain confident? First off, I listen. I, I look at the person who is giving me the feedback and is telling me to do something different than what I'm doing right now. And I look at their level of success and if it's worthy of advice that I should be taking. So if that person is further along down the road than I am and has is more successful financially or is more fit and is doing really well in the area that they're giving me advice in, then I'm going to take their advice. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to do my own research on it. And then I'm going to make that decision. If that person is a mess, um, if that person is somebody that is below me, you know, in terms of success, and I kind of look at you know, I don't want to sound egotistical, but if I look at my life and I look at their life and I think my life is better, Uh, but they're trying to give me advice on a situation where I feel that my life is already better. I'm probably not going to listen to that person. I'm probably in that area in that area. So let's take fitness, for example, Mm. because it's exactly what you're, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect analogy. Okay. If somebody comes to me, this gets my gears grinding. I think I know exactly what you're going to say. If someone say they're in the gym at the same time that I'm working out, or maybe I'm working out with somebody and I know that I'm well, I'm, I'm well-versed in my lift. Yeah. Okay. Say we're working shoulders. That's exactly what you're, I was going to, yeah. Say we're working shoulders and some person who does not have as big of shoulders as I do, or hasn't been working out as long as I have tries to tell me how to, what the proper way to do a side lateral is and I'm looking at them and I'm looking at me and you know, the amount of time that I've spent working shoulders and lifting in the gym and doing this specific movement, I'm going to listen to what you have to say, but I'm going to keep doing what the fuck I'm doing. And that's just my respectful way of saying fuck off. Now, if that same person Uh, is an IFBB pro, Who's been lifting for a long ass time? PFNS, shout out. Shout out. Another solid dude who doesn't live here, who yeah. I feel like I've got a pretty good reputation with that guy. Um, I don't know if you're listening to the po- podcast, Patrick. What's but up, dude? That's a, that's a good dude right there. P underscore finesse, go follow. 
<laughs> just kidding. He does not need your follower. You're following. But we'll say, okay, so that same situation, that same scenario happens, but that person is much further down the road uh, fitness physically than I am. I'm probably going to listen to that person. I'm probably going to say, okay, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to audit myself and how I've been doing things and think, okay, well, let me give that a shot. So it really, it comes down to who's given me that advice on whether I actually, you know, take it with a grain of salt or not. Um, but how do I remain confident in my decision? I also look at my own life yeah. and how successful I've been doing what I'm doing in that realm for a long ass time. And if I've had good results in that area and that person comes to me and tries to give me advice that's different, well, I can say, well, over the last six months, I've grown significantly under this plan. So why would I change something that isn't, isn't broken. broken? There you go. Um, I agree with everything you said. Uh, my mind kind of went down a different thing. Um, so guys, you know, I'm, I don't, you might not know, but I am currently an amateur bodybuilder. I'm on my second prep right now. Uh, well, rolling over from the first prep into the second show. And there's something that I've realized um, this entire time. And it's something that's taken me a while to realize. But I finally have come to the realization that no matter, no matter whether I fuck up really, really bad, which I have done, or if I've done something absolutely amazing, which I also have done, people are always going to have something to talk about. They're going to have something to say. And that's something that I'm just, I needed to be okay with. I, I, and I've become okay with it. So I can't count, um, I can't even count on my 10 fingers how many times people have told me to get a new coach. And that is something I will not do. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to start from scratch with somebody that knows nothing about my body, nothing about my coaching style, um, just because you told me to, Joe Schmo. Like, it, it's just not going to happen. Um, but yet people still think that I'm going to listen to them. And I've had another person tell me, you know, you should really look into getting another coach after she heard my protocol. Okay. If I could, I, I'm not going to call this person out, but like, I looked at their pictures from their first show. I'm sorry, but I don't know who got you ready for your prep, but they fucked your, your shit up. Like <laughs> you were not ready. You had not, you had nothing. Um, you just, the, the person wasn't ready for the show. And it might not have been the coach's fault. It might've been hers, hers or his. who didn't yeah. follow the plan to a T. But like, I'm not going to take your advice. Like Nick was saying, when I don't consider. When you haven't done anything. Yeah. You haven't done anything. You haven't done anything that's impressing me at least. So um, granted, people are just always going to have something to say and you got to just really, really be confident in what you're doing and you got to take that thing to the grave. And I've talked to Nick about this many times, you know, like, you know what, babe, I'm used to it now. You know, someone told me some shit the other day and it got me really, it got my blood boiling, honestly, because it was happening right in front of you. And I was like, wow, this is the first time it's actually ever happened with somebody else next to me. Like, <laughs> and it was Nick that was next to me when it was happening. So I was like, I can't wait to talk to Nick about this later because I want to go off on this person, but I'm not going to because what is, where is that going to get me? You know, it's not going yeah. <laughs> to. So, it was tough because I knew exactly how you felt in that yeah. moment. So I'm sitting here in the middle trying to think like, 
I already know what the the answer to this is, yeah. but and it's and, you try and, to keep a neutral standpoint. And I don't. And another hard part about it is you have to be careful about, um, or not be careful, but you can't let that affect how you look at that person. You just have to be aware mm-hmm. that okay, this person has a lot to say because interesting. So you there's a there's a side that you have to appreciate that they are trying to help. They're trying to help. They want. To see you do something good, yeah. Um, and maybe they're taking their personal experiences and they're trying to use that as a way to help you. But what people don't understand is what works for you doesn't work for other people. Sometimes, mm-hmm. everybody's body adjusts to things differently. Everybody's situation is different. Everybody's background is different. And that's why I always say, like, when somebody tries to give me advice, I look at their life and I look at my life and I think, Are you really that much better? in the area that you're giving advice in, why would I take advice from somebody who isn't ultimately successful or happy in that specific area? Happy is a great word because a lot of people that give advice on how to fix your life really need fixing in their own life and they're not happy with their own life. So you got to be careful about that too. Um, In fact, the person I was talking about before, I I wouldn't say they're the happiest in their life. Absolutely not. Um, and here they are trying to give me advice on how to fix my life when I never I never ask for the advice. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. I never ask people for their opinions. But everyone's always got something to say. Yeah. Well, you never come to them and you're like, I'm on this shitty protocol. You know, I'm really not happy with the last three months of how my coach has had me doing this. And it's just not working for It's like that's not how the conversation starts. You've had very good results. You've had a lot of success over – the last six months specifically, but over the time span that you've been with your coach. And for some reason, this becomes a reoccurring issue where you're having this conversation and some person hears something or sees something and thinks that change needs to be made. Like change doesn't need to be made because you didn't win your first show on your first attempt ever. Yeah, like, neither did they. That's extremely, <laughs> that's extremely unrealistic to get – like if that happens – Good on you. That's that's incredible. That's a great thing. But there's so many different levels to this and so much different competition. Um, You can't let that be the sole reason on what you can't. And you can't take a loss and give up on some person either. Like there's going to be failures. There's going to be trials. There's going to be errors. You know, it's over time. You take the trial. You take the failure. You move on from it. And did I do better than the last one? And did I do better than the last one? And then a significant amount of time goes by and you look back and you're like, okay, I'm significantly better than I was at that time. And if you're not, or if you're worse, then it's time to evaluate your progress and the decisions that you're making and the coach that you have. Right Um, right now, that's not the case for you. So uh, it's just, it's unfortunate. People mean well and they want to help, but at the same time, know your place, know your role. I don't come on this podcast and try to give advice to people that I'm not really in areas that I'm not happy in or areas that I haven't already um, experienced myself. Right. This is like a business success relationship mindset type of podcast. And all of these areas are areas that I feel like I've grown in over the last three or four years. I'm not an expert in. I haven't succeeded in any of these areas, but it's areas that I'm much Inside. happier in right now than I was three or four years ago. Trial and error. Yeah. And I can give advice and I can talk about these things because I know where I was at that time and I know where I am now and shit's a lot better. So 
and I'm not the best at it. There's people that are doing it a lot better than I am right now, but I feel like I am in a position where I'm better off than a lot of people that are surrounding me right now. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. So yeah, guys, the question again, how do you remain confident in your decisions when your environment and your friends and just outside people are keep trying to persuade you to do something differently? Um, just to kind of summarize that whole thing, Nick, I would probably say, you know, look at the person giving you the advice, assess from there, um, you know, nod your head politely and say, thank you for, you know, the advice. My take on it was um, no matter what you do, everyone's going to have something to say. So do what you're, whatever you're doing with confidence. Um, if you follow my page, you know that uh, I, I really preach on confidence. So, and especially with women, um, but in general, like if you're confident, nothing can beat you. Nothing can beat you down. Um, you know, during my show, I was, I just made sure that before I stepped on stage, I said to myself, stay confident up there, stay confident up there. I preach it and I'm going to live it. Stay confident up there. Bam. It was my turn to get on. And I don't think I broke my stage presence once, even when I was getting my awards. Like Nick, I know you said that you were like, babe, like you, you really looked like you were, you know, you didn't slouch. Like you stayed upright that entire time. I said, yeah, because the power of keeping your composure and being confident and just keeping that shit together the entire time is really, really powerful um, to a judge and to anybody watching. So um, actually I went to the bathroom. I never told you this. I went to the bathroom after the show and these girls came up to me and they said, oh, you were just on the stage. I remember I looked over to my friend and I said, damn, look at this one. She's got confidence. And I was like, that's awesome. Like that is two strangers that told me that I looked really confident up there and that I caught their eye. So someone's always watching. I didn't even know their names. I'll never see them again, but I'm really happy that that was, you know, my, my presence on, on stage. So kind of act like every day you're on a stage and you got, mm. you know, someone's watching you, you're on a stage. So stay confident in what you're doing and uh, be really careful with um, who you're taking advice from. That's, that's a great piece and I want to elaborate on it a little bit is like show up every single day like that's the performance. That's what you need to be doing and act as if everybody's watching you right there. And that's ultimately I think where your confidence comes from. It's, you know, confidence is described many different ways. And I've heard it a lot of different, a lot of different definitions to it. And the most common one is keeping the promises that you make to yourself over time you know, in the moments where nobody's watching, doing what you need to do, even when you don't feel like doing it, that's confidence. And you did that over and over and over again, you know, every single morning, getting up five o'clock in the morning, doing Stairmasters, keeping on your routine, keeping on your diet, while all these extra things came into your life and all these extra little uh, nuances with school and graduation and these people in your ear. And like, it seemed like there was always something, but it didn't affect your routine and it didn't affect what you needed to do to step on stage. There's and so give a great performance. I, I could have quit that shit. Yeah. You know, all that shit that, yeah. Now that you like bring it up now, I'm like, wow, I'm looking back. Like I had a lot of reasons to just give up and, and just give up on my entire. But you didn't. And that's where your confidence came from. And that's why when you stepped on stage, although you said you felt nervous, it didn't look like it at all. My like legs it, were shaking. It didn't look like it at all. And uh, you were the most confident girl of the group that you went on. You were the most confident, like most composed person on stage. 
and you looked seasoned. You that, didn't look like it was your first one. That to me makes me feel like I, I won first place because that's a huge goal of mine. So, yeah. you know, to even step on stage in the first place was really nerve wracking, but then to remain confident up there and not look like I'm, I'm an amateur, mm -hmm. even in the true novice group, I, I was like, okay, people are going to know that this is my first time. I want to show them that I'm meant to be here. I'm meant to do this. And that was my mindset going into that. So um, I'm really happy with everything that happened that day. Um, but, you know, guys, like <laughs> another little side note is I thought about um, when I first stepped on stage, the first thing that came to my mind was the Stairmaster. And it's so funny to say that, but every day I had to get on that Stairmaster and I got to a point where I hated that thing, but I'd still do it. I stayed consistent. And I remember telling Nick, the second I'm done with this thing, I'm literally going up to the Stairmaster and putting my middle finger up to the, that, that machine because I can't stand it. But I stayed confident and consistent. And everything that you do to lead up to that goal that you have is going to pay off. I don't really know where I was going with that, but... Um, that moment on stage, you know, that was the big day, right? That was the big moment. And the hardest part of that journey was in my head. And I was yeah. like, fuck that Stairmaster. I'm here. I made it. I got second. I got fourth. I'm so happy with those placings. And yeah, it's just, you got to be uh, happy with the whole process. Um, you can't think about what you're missing out on. You got to think about what you're gaining. Yeah. And just stay disciplined in those little moments. And um, you know, we always look at like these big time people, these big time speakers or something that step on stage and they do really well speaking. And we're like, damn, how are they so confident? Like, how do they deliver that message in front of all these people and just stay composed, then move on to the next topic and do it again and again and again. And they keep your, um, attention throughout the, the entire thing. And it's because they practice that shit day in and day out. Yeah. And no matter what comes into their life, no matter what outside influence happens to them, they have they have a job, they have a, a goal to achieve, and that is to get on that stage and perform and do and do it really well. Um, but the stage and that stuff is not the challenge. The challenge is doing it on Tuesday morning when nothing's going on practicing in your living room. I don't know. Yeah, like when you don't yeah. want to do it when there's no pressure at all, but you know that you should. Because on Tuesday plus Wednesday plus Thursday plus Friday equals a great performance on Saturday, which is going to be the same exact thing that you did over the course of the week. Practice ultimately makes perfect and practice equals confidence. Which is why you shouldn't go out and get beers with your friends. <laughs> yeah, let's bring it full circle. Quote unquote friends. Yeah. That don't really give you any. They're not serving you at yeah. all. Like you want to do big things. You want to make a lot of money. You want to live a cool life. You want to have an awesome relationship. You're gonna have to sacrifice that shit. Do the fucking like, work. If you don't, then that's cool. Keep doing what you're doing and stop listening to this podcast because I'm never gonna fucking tell you that you should go out and continuously drink alcohol and talk about toxic drama shit that literally doesn't fucking matter. It's it's crazy. I've never understood the power of staying consistent in my entire life until I did, until I set a really big long term goal for me doing my first show and doing whatever it took to get there. And now it's like, if you just, if you just do the shit that no one else is doing at the times when no one wants to do it, 
it's going to pay the fuck off. It just will. That's yeah. how the that's how life works. Mm -hmm. And and no one ever some people don't even get the opportunity to feel the gratification of hard work because they never do the steps. They never stay consistent with the entire process and they never get to that big goal. And that sucks. That's like a waste of life to me. Um, I, that's why I always try to push, you know, people to do crazy shit and like set a, like Andy always says it, set a long-term goal. Fuck the short-term goals for right now. Think about that long-term goal and do whatever it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. So you, babe, you and I, we set a long-term goal for me, GoPro one day, right? That's what I think about now. Ever since we had that conversation, I'm like, it's not about the next fucking show. It's not about, it's about being a pro one day in the next three years. That's my goal. And now, you know, that Stairmaster workout, whatever I had that day was cake. I wasn't even thinking about it anymore because it had to be done. Mm -hmm. It was going to get done. I'm consistent now. So it's like, once you have that long-term goal in your head, things just come naturally. So I don't know. That was another little tangent on goals, but man, like you put in the work, life's going to reward you and that's how it works. Yeah. Like what was once your long-term goal was to do a, do a first show. So yeah. you looked at like your everyday things as hardships that you had to do. But now when you set a long-term goal, like an unrealistic goal essentially in your head, what, what was that everyday little shit is now going to be shows for you. It's a habit now. So yeah. your shows are now your stepping stones. Like that's – there's no pressure to do this next show or the next show or the next show because you know that all these shows are going to be what is going to get you to that long-term goal. So the stuff even below your shows, which is just the monotonous work that you're doing on an everyday basis, that's the natural shit. That's, that's the all habit. Turned into that's the habit. Now. That's who the fuck you are now. Yeah, but it's crazy how like those little goals, like my first show, okay, those workouts were, like you said, the little stepping stones to get there. Now that's just who I am. And now, okay, the goal now is to go go big with this shit. So now all this, these little, these giant crazy workouts that I thought were so, into, you know, so bearing on my life. They're just natural now. Yeah. And th that's the goal is to make these things habits, make every day uh, full of little habits that get you to those goals mm -hmm. in whether it be work, relationship, whatever it is, career, professional life, um, you know. Yeah. And what was once unrealistic will, will seem very realistic. Very. And quick attainable. Yeah. Because you'll naturally just become this person that you weren't before with all these changes yeah. in your life. But um, I think we got a third question. You want to go – the third question. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, third question. <laughs> I'm with someone who lives a different lifestyle than me. I'm into fitness and he's not. And I'm an avid churchgoer and he's not. What do I do? So basically, you got two people hitting it off. Probably, I'm assuming, have been together for a while. And she is has these things she loves to do, would like to do them with him, uh, with him, and he's just not about it. So how do you kind of navigate someone through that journey? Well, first off, I, I would have to know, like, is this something that this person has become over the course of their relationship, or is this how the relationship started? Because I feel like, mm. I feel like if this 
was the situation at the start of a relationship, that relationship would not have progressed. So the way I'm perceiving it is at one time, this partner was, ha, did at one time have high standards and they were probably on the same level of standards as their partner. And over time, one partner progressed and the other person digressed and now they're at a difference. So this is a conversation that has to be had. And, you know, this is a situation that's very common in relationships. And a lot of people settle in these relationships for very long time, for a very long time. What would be your short one sentence answer to this person if you had to give it? If you had 10 seconds to tell this person what to do, what would you say? I would tell them that that person needs to make a change because that's not the person that I started dating originally. Um, and if that change doesn't happen, then it's over. And uh, it's really that simple. It's like, if you don't value that person anymore because of A, B, and C, because of all these factors, and you expect these things to happen from your partner, then that's who you ultimately see yourself with, then that person needs to value that and make the changes necessary if they really want that person. And if they don't want, if they don't want to make those changes, then they're, they're telling you they don't want to do what it takes to maintain that relationship or to grow that relationship. So why would you settle on a situation where your partner is essentially telling you they don't want to grow with you, but you can keep growing by yourself, but I'm happy where I'm at. Going off of that, also from a girl's perspective, and I'm sure guys can relate to this, it's really hard to change a person. Okay, so not even thinking about a person that doesn't want to change, right? Just superficially, a person in general, very hard to change. So if you're with someone that you know is going to have to change a lot, you have to sit with your thoughts for a little bit and think about, okay, what's the most logical decision here? And what do I, what do I need to do for myself? Because, um, sitting around and waiting for somebody to meet your expectations and make the change for you. Yeah, it might happen, but that change is being made for you, not for them. That leads to temporary change and not long-term change. And they're not changing for the right reasons. They're changing for you and not for themselves. They don't want to make themselves better. They really don't give a shit. That might be the case. And you have to be careful because that will come back to bite you. You're just going to waste your time. And that change might, or that dramatic conversation might be something that that person needs to change. You know, if you guys haven't communicated at all about what is going on and the differences that you guys have, um, a conversation needs to be, a very direct conversation needs to be had about what the expectations you have for that person are and where they, where they were at one time and where they are now. And that way you can look back and you can see the reactions and you can see what changes have made place since you guys communicated this. And if two months goes by, four months goes by, six months goes by and nothing happens, then you can start to take action. And you said back on this date, you know, we had this conversation. You told me that you were going to change. You told me you were going to start doing better things. Well, here we are six months down the road and you're still the same exact person. So now it's time to make a dramatic decision. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes that decision is something that needs to be – sometimes that decision is what that person needs to change because they haven't had something hit them that hard before and they've gotten complacent in their life and that's why they are the way they are. So if you make that decision and you say we're done because 
this isn't working for A, B, and C, but also because I want you to do better and I want you to succeed. And right now you're very complacent with your situation. That's and great. That's I great. want you to do better. And I think you would do better without us. It might be what they need to really propel themselves into a better life. And you never know, you know, maybe that person comes around again when that person's better. Maybe they go out and they find somebody better. But it starts with a conversation. It's followed up by a decision. That decision's followed by action. That was great. It was well put. Um, yeah, what do I do? What you do is you take action into your own hands and you give them a very realistic reality check. Um, and and sometimes it does take – it takes two to tango, right? So it, sometimes it takes a little, you know, a little um, – what's the word I'm trying to look for? You have to give, and so does the other person. So both of you have to find a medium. You have to find a middle. And that might mean that you have to change something about your life, and he might have to change something about his um, for the better good, right? So it's not always on the other person. It takes two to tango. This is what Nick and I always say whenever we come into a little disagreement. It's like, you know what? This happened, but we both have equal parts, equal roles in this situation. So what can I do to fix it, help the situation? What can you do to help the situation? And you just get synced up. And the purpose of that conversation is so important because it's so important for the long term. Um, what was I saying? Uh, that conversation is really important to have. And if, the longer you keep pushing it off, it's not going to help anything. Nobody's so, going to change. No one's Nothing's going to improve. Your relationship's going to going to surrender. The way it is right now is the best that it ever will be. And that's scary to some people. Like a lot of people are in relationships where they're just like, you know, this is good. Well, it's not great and one day you're going to be wishing it was great. So, let's try to come face to face with reality what you need, what you want from your partner. And if they're not willing to meet you in the middle at least, then you need to really have have some deep thought time with yourself and like you said have a, co a conversation and if you if you don't do that then that's, that's on you but have the conversation which leads to action which leads to decision is that what you said yeah i think a conversation needs to be had regardless of whether there's an issue in the relationship or not i think at the beginning stages of every relationship you need to outline your expectations for that person and what yeah. you expect out of the relationship and we, sure. we had this con we continuously have this conversation but, you know, there needs to be some sort of standard. And if one person is not meeting that standard or if one person digresses and starts to become a hindrance on the relationship and become a hindrance on their partner because they're not living up to the expectations that were originally set, then you can always fall back on that conversation. And you could say, you know, at the beginning when we spoke, uh, we said that fitness would always be a priority. We said that we would always keep each other in check. We, we said we would always keep each other accountable and make health an important part of our lives and make our businesses part of our lives. And that's not happening or that hasn't happened in the last year or so. So these changes need to be made because this is the person that I originally got with. This isn't the a, a, original arrangement that we made. Um, so let's create a plan to fix this and make things better, maybe even better than before, and see if that person's on board with that. And if they're not on board with that, and they're not willing to change, or they think that no problem exists, well, that might be the answer that you need right there. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. Hopefully that gives you guys um, some insight and 
some yeah. momentum to uh, make a make a change and make a decision. It might be a hard one, but yeah, I think this was, this was cool. This was a cool way of laying out the episode. We did like the three different questions this time, but I think we're going to start doing this uh, pretty regularly. So if you guys have a question that you want us to answer or anything that you want us to talk about, you can uh, DM the AA page or you can message me or Carly directly and uh, we'll add to the podcast. We'll talk about it. So maybe I'll give you a shout out. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like the episode, give it a share. And if not, fuck off. <laughs>